Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) Here we go. Oh man, that's so funny if you're... You know, one of the three of us who was in the room before we started recording. <laughs> Why is it super Because <laughs> he said, yo, yo, yo. We just spent 10 minutes talking about Chris Brown's yo. I couldn't even tell you that that was intentional. Oh, we just fucking incepted you. Wow, yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, is... aren't inside jokes fun for everybody who's just turning into a podcast? Fantastic. Yeah. Welcome, you guys. Inside jokes are always easy to come up with when someone's just fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just saying stupid shit. There's always something, a joke to, to make that out of. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well... Yeah. We're here. Here we are. Another day in life. Desert Heart's coming up this weekend. Barely here, though, you know, because uh, last weekend, or a couple weekends ago, which, whatever. This that was what been last week. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Man, I think I fucked you up but last week when I was giving you shit for not knowing yeah. what week things so were coming out. You, we know how to say it for going in ahead of time, like pre- saying what's going to happen in the future, but then like. This is going, going up Thursday. Going, I know. This Thursday. Going, going backwards. Pretend of, like it's Thursday. Because of what happened yesterday which was amazing art in the park numero seis yeah but holy shit man it was it was great that and was that was the biggest one yet so fucking that was so awesome to see everybody and how much it's grown and how people were responding to those those mannequins like that was just so cool yeah the mannequins are a great idea thank you phil for throwing that out there and i'm glad that i'm glad that we persisted on that even though we didn't get them to literally like i actually had to dip out during this whole setup for way longer than expected to go pull those out but it was all worth it because i brought them over uh dismembered (laughs) and just like you know dusty as fuck but put them up and and everybody that came and we did have such a great turnout of of artists and Really, all of the artists that I had been hoping for to make it out to one at the same time. All, a lot of the people that I post on the Psychedelic Lions Den Instagram um, ended up coming out and actually just getting down. And they were all fucking amazing. Like, they were really unique. And uh, they all got to take theirs home. And Joey actually did one that um, the guest of our episode today is uh, going to be using for her stuff at Desert Hearts. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so that she's, is cool. She's gonna take uh, Joey's and uh, this other one too and use them for her stuff while promoting them. So that's really awesome. Oh, that is fucking awesome, man. Because Joey's looks so good. It was like Starry Starry Night on yeah. like a person. Like if you were a creep and you're trying to like sneak up on Van Gogh, <laughs> like when he was painting the thing and you just wanted to dress. Like, ah, I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad you got that vibe from it too. Because I said that in the beginning when he's as he was painting it while it was still just blue. I was like, oh, this is like some Van Gogh shit. That's why I thought too. When I saw yeah. it, like he had just like a, a, a hint of like some lighter shading like around the right. legs, and I was like immediately just like the the brush style. Like, yeah, that is that's Van Gogh as fuck right there. Mm-hmm. But it's very it's very moony, and uh, what did it dream? And I think we talk about loving Vincent in this episode. We do. Oh fuck! God, it's all coming together, man. Together, it's all dude. one. We are all. It's all. It's all fucking. Uh, you know, collective consciousness, man. We're all on the same wavelength right now <laughs> we should really remember like whether or not we're gonna do an intro after a previous podcast before getting high <laughs> oh boy 
yeah. is a rough one. Well, kids. this is me sober, guys. So, um, yeah, that's that. Is that Tom Cruise behind you, by the way? What? Because that uh, kind of like you're trying to set up a bit. That's Colby Smulders, bro. Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it really was. That's fucking sad. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's, I was gonna say it looks like a woman that looks like Tom Cruise. That's fucking <laughs> like, uh, uh, Robin from How I Met Your Mother. That was. <laughs> oh shit! No um, way. Yeah, pretty sure. Anyway, this is not fun for anybody else. That's the theme of this episode, right? Yeah. This intro, right? This now. is just another Anyways. another thing showing on Kevin Spacey's Basement TV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the fun you're missing on my Chromecast <laughs> desktop screensaver. Yeah. Anyways, um, we have Mackenzie Douglas on the episode today we've had her and her husband on before in i fact, feel like we have two guests on the show today you know because mackenzie douglas has another little douglas that she's carrying around oh yeah david the fifth yes that's right david the fifth yeah so, <laughs> david the fifth that's gonna be coming out whether it's a boy or a girl she does not know the sex of it yet it the is only going thing to be that we know david the fifth the name is gonna be david <laughs> she's probably just gonna listen to this and, and you know be well, I mean, like, according to, like, trademark and copyright law, if you put it out there in the public domain, you know, it, it, it belongs to you. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's a thing that you say because you can call back to that if, you know, somebody were to challenge your ownership of that concept or that idea. And so, frankly, I think since technically this is the first thing where we're publicly stating that the baby's name is David V, legally... Fucking, uh, you know, summa cum laude, uh, what's the what's the legally blonde term, whatever, that baby's name has got to be David V. Yeah, totally. That's exactly why I Lawyer. did that. I knew that the whole time. Oh, man. And I'll have to educate some people on bird law a little bit, too, while we're at it. But, yeah, next weekend's Desert Hearts, and she's going to be fucking uh, vending there, and it's going to be amazing because I've learned this weekend, this past weekend, that not only is she going to be vending there, but also her husband's going to be vending there. I mean, I knew that, but uh, the... The Elixir Bar is also going to be vending there. Oh, my goodness. And then my friend Katie Seabrook is going to be vending there. And I think that Jocelyn was going to be vending there, too, from Meraki Gems. I'm not sure. But there's going to be a shit ton of our friends all vending at a really big festival. That is fucking nuts, man. We're taking it over. Yeah. Little by little, man. So now I'll be, like, you know, having that much more to do. I'll probably be hanging out, helping out when I can, you know, and just, like, you know, getting a whole different experience um, with the, the festival, you know, instead of just... Parting it up the whole time, kind of, you know, seeing how that thing runs. And by just, being, like, from the creator side. That's going right. to be cool, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably, hopefully, maybe give me some um, inspiration to maybe jump on that for the next time around. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great episode. You know, we talk about, um, we go ahead and get into just what it's like to, you know, start up a business based on something that you become passionate about. And I think that's kind of a common theme for the show. But, you know, she's... we dig into it and like the challenges that, you know, she's facing kind of, you know, at a, a classic choice, you know, yeah. between this this thing that she's so passionate about and the art that she makes in her own form of self-expression and becoming a mother. Too. Yeah. And how much of that do you give up, you know, in the in the, the, the archetypical story, how much of that do you give up to you know, right. sort of the child? But it's m- most yeah. people in, in the position that she's in might just automatically you know, hang it up and say, oh, well, that was a, you know, a nice dream for a little bit and I have something else to do, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can definitely still continue to pursue your passions while being a mother and pass that down to the next generation, to your, to your little kids, to your little mini me's that, you know, instill in them 
the you know the passion or you know the the drive well, don't to, give away the whole ending well you know yeah <laughs> i guess i guess we'll just let you guys talk about it but what else have we got going on phil uh well you know beyond that uh i'm actually at a loss i don't uh, i don't think i got much to promote well i am going to be going out to uh this weekend to the lost in the sauce if i remain healthy because i think you know i'm kind of getting a little mm-hmm cold and i don't want to get sick but uh lost in the sauce fuzzy puddles their camp out out in the desert it's going to be a weekend of bass music and then the following weekends desert hearts where it's just non-stop i totally forgot that was this weekend yeah yeah so um it's going to be a really interesting next two weekends you know kind of having the polar opposites you got one mini festival that's uh all bass music and then the next one's just like pure techno and house music the whole time. There's just, there's no stopping that, you know. Why can't we heal the divide and just switch it up every once in a while at both of them? Well, I think that, you know, having... I think it would send a strong message to the rest of the country. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, it's kind of nice to I have I had that. a dream <laughs> where bass music... Well, actually, could transition into house music. There's going to be a little renegade stage where um, Mackenzie Olsen... Will be leading that in the house, performing all performing folk music, music. <laughs> just to really throw a wrench in things. <laughs> right. Actually, I want to kind of do that. I want to create like a little mini festival of our own, but have it just be like absolutely ridiculous, like folk music. Not even like tasteful folk music. Just like make it absurd. We need to take all the weird things from like other music festivals mm-hmm. that are not music, and then just bring them to these. We need. Just weird genre stages and fucking piating contests well speaking of weird genre stages that remember we talked about in this episode with the the baby cello oh shit (laughs) yes baby cello oh man speaking of that that shit's going on like this weekend and next weekend too i heard there's like what 130,000 people there i believe it that's fucking ridiculous I, i i just can't find any part of me that would want to go to that right now at all at this point in my life. Well, I, I, I am hearing across the internet that, you know, people are, are basically claiming to have seen Jesus because Beyonce's show was so good. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Damn. But people are losing their mind. And I'm hearing it from like every other, you know, thing that I look at and see. So I might go to see Beyonce then. Never mind. Yeah, I think it's the one. I was kind of blown away when we were in Hawaii and we were listening to like her album, that one, whatever it was called, the one that was way surprising to me. It was it had Jack White in it and shit. Lemonade? Lemonade, that one. I was like, damn, shit's good. I had no idea. No, the, she, way she, different. She, she earns that, that, that cultism, that right. cult fanaticism. But anyway. Yeah. I think, yeah. Do you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's just go ahead and talk to Mackenzie. Okay, about this guys, stuff. we'll make sure, uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media at Letterbleedcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Dave at Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs and the Psychedelic Lions Den, of course, with underscores in between that, Psychedelic underscore Lions underscore Den. Myself at Nobody Cares Phil on Twitter and at Phil. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, I, I was so close to nailing that. Sorry, guys. You know what? I'll link it to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Say the thing. Yeah. Well, here we go. And as always, let it bleed.
Yeah. I, I like it. Well, the only like shitty part is that we have to close this door too because it's a lot outside. And yeah, let's make this quick. It's gonna get hot. <laughs> I'm just hot all the time too. So. Oh, what? Whatever would like be making you hot? I know he told you, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ryan told you. Uh huh. Yeah. So congratulations, we're expecting <laughs> a little human. First time us. That's so awesome, man. What else? What else do you? Uh, what else happens? Like you know, now that you're pregnant, do you, like the cravings? Like what kind of cravings are like you know random random, like you know moods that you get in and stuff like. No moods yet. Well, in through my eyes, I haven't gone <laughs> through that. You should ask my other half that question. Okay. Um, but no, the first three months was really. Um, tough. You just feel like you're hungover every single day for really? the entire day. Yeah, it's really gross, actually. Um, so you wake up and you're like completely nauseous, but you like are hungry, but nothing sounds good. So it's like you just maybe want like I just wanted fruit a lot because that's usually what I like when I'm hungover. Mm-hmm. So like smoothies um, or like pizza. Like you eat like you're just hungover. Right. Um, and then I got tired towards like the second month third month and now I'm in my second trimester so my energy's coming back um and now I'm just like so hungry all the time like an insatiable you gotta appetite. make up for all that hungover time yeah definitely yeah I so. think I might actually be pregnant because <laughs> I, I go through all that right? and then everybody says oh you lost weight but I still have this like little bump on my belly you still, still and it's like yeah. everything else lost, but I can't seem to get that little bump down there but I mean the whole nauseous waking up and wanting to eat everything but not anything at the yeah. same time is all, yeah. all both too your familiar kids are gonna be best friends they're gonna be like the same age yeah, yeah. you guys his food baby exactly. and our human baby this so is perfect. We, we already kind of talked about it with Ryan which trying to smooth it over and then he said to talk to you about it but you know to have david is the name obviously well we did talk about this over at, at lizard's thing but have have it be the f- david uh the, the fifth right yeah it was david the fifth david the fifth Who, who's the fourth i don't know That's to but be okay maybe okay. mine will be okay. david too like i'm thinking we're on a race now and then so gotcha. it'll be we'll out see. first it'll so be, if it's a girl i still have to call it david this is totally unprecedented by the way because it's like i'm like the virgin mary Arnold Schwarzenegger, like in junior, <laughs> oh, okay. when like he has that. his yeah. own kid, like, yeah. but I never had sex with anybody to have this kid. I'm just gonna have a kid out of nowhere. So it's the it's like the a- immaculate like Schwarzenegger. No, yeah, Inception. Okay. You know something. What? I will. I will come up with something more clever than that. Yeah, and I'll edit that back in right there. It's kind of funny because I also posted um, the picture of. Uh, this art that somebody did uh the eddie did today of danny devito like meditating frank oh from, i did see Always that Sunny. i saw that yeah and he's and he's tied in with the with junior right wasn't uh-huh. he the doctor in junior? yes he was yeah see it's all That's, it's all one man he's it's also the twin and twins <laughs> they planned that man the freemasons did it oh, man. <laughs> man, wake so. up cosmic danny devito Wake this is up. off to a good start man <laughs> absolutely you got yeah. the synergy this time you you had enough of the hurricanes i see Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is a daytime podcast. So the daytime oh, podcast, it the comes sun's with the kombucha. Out, so yeah, you need Got to. The sun goes down. Yeah. So do the hurricanes. Ooh. Bree doesn't give a fuck about that rule. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't drank some of that. Too, our so. live audience, if you ever come and ha- are part of our live audience, yeah, hurricane if you want is the, to the only drink show, that we serve. Please just reach out. Yeah. Exactly. So 
we've got a lot of things lined up for you. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of things lined up for you. I mean, <laughs> the universe has a lot of things lined up for you. You've got... He's speaking for the universe I know, now. I'm speaking for the universe. I'm just, you know, now that like I... General counsel. I've woken up and, you know, now that I'm like, you know, this, this virgin Schwarzenegger baby maker yes. guy that... Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, anyways. But, um, I yeah. I found the episode title. You've been busy, you know. <laughs> Aside from being pregnant. Yeah, from making a baby. <laughs> making yeah. a baby yeah. and working full time and then, you know, doing what you love to do, which is something we've already had you on the show before um, for. But if you want to tell people that are tuning in for the first time that probably didn't hear your your yeah. podcast last time, what is it that you do? Yeah, so I'm the creator of Puff the Magic Hats, which I make pom-pom hats and accessories for festival goers. Um, I've been doing it for almost two years now, which has been really fun. Um, and I'll be vending at Desert Hearts for the first time. I've done some one-night events, but this is a three-day festival, so it'll be a good experience to like get my product out to thousands of people and like spend the day at a booth. It's going to be a very different um, you know, different way I approach a festival. Obviously, I've always been there for the experience of uh, an attendee, but as a vendor, I think it'll be really cool. Kind of worked out perfectly because I can't really do anything while I'm pregnant anyway. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of it. It worked out good. So well, another thing baby. that yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny for anybody who listened to the previous podcast. Uh, they listened to the episode with your husband on it. Mm-hmm. So you know, we kind of had the. The all other it's end of the conversation, back, Douglas so back to back Douglas oh, action, yeah. and we were saying how you know it's just ridiculously amazing how fast you know and like how on it he got with like you know the business that he started with the, with Essence Vapor, yeah. and it's kind of you both are that way you know where is everybody's kind of got their ideas and we're all like starting well, a lot of us are starting our our you know businesses and following mm-hmm. our passions, but as far as like being on it every single day with social media and you know like having things locked down it's just it's really amazing to see how both of you guys in your own ways are going about that you know like you since you started like social media is just like crazy you got um you've got like all these people doing photo shoots with your hats and like getting it out there and it's I mean it's tough like even just doing the psychedelic lines den page like every day like it's like wow it's a commitment it's a full-time job in itself and it's yeah and I've taken a step back these last three months of doing social media and even working on hats and stuff like that because I just needed a breather because it consumes you Instagram and I've touched on this before as just changed its ways and it's really difficult to get a good reach and you have to be on top of it you have to respond to comments in 60 minutes and like it's just a real big hassle and yeah it's not like I'm sitting at home just you know watching tv and I have time to respond to everybody and and everything I have a full-time job and so it's, you almost find that it's just it's easier and better for yourself at least I find that like you know putting those you know uh inquiries on the back burner for a little bit because it's not life or death you know whereas Mm -hmm. before in the beginning it's like i'm the type of guy that just really couldn't not text somebody back right away or whatever and like i couldn't understand how people could be like that like i had so many friends that were very artistic and you know they created a lot of things and they just like you would you wouldn't hear back for them until like three or four days later you're like what's going on why can't they text back well you know they're busy you know Mm -hmm. like when you're not busy you don't understand what that's like and when you're not putting your heart and soul into all of this other stuff that's kind of what you just you're ready to do that any second now i'm like i can't just the thought of like having to respond right away is just it's going to take away from what i'm doing so i just yeah i be i've become that person too you know And I've, 
What's up? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I well, <laughs> I've also <laughs> come to finally like find this groove by like doing too much. Like I don't like tell myself, well, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to do this and do that and focus on things that other things that I need to get done. It's like my brain's like, well, I'm in creative mode. I want to create. I want to create. I want to create. That's all I want to do. I come home and I neglect all of the other responsibilities that I have. And so all of these things, though, they're in the back of your mind constantly, mm -hmm. you know, and they add to the stress when you wake up in the morning. And, you know, you, I'm just like, when you wake up in the morning, you got a whole different thing that you're worried about right now. But for me, it's like, oh, my gut's just like turning with all of the things that I need to get done yeah. that I know I'm not going to get done that yeah. day. And they're just piled up. So I've kind of gone, I'm going through it right now where I, I just like finally cleaned my car. I tackled my car first, like <laughs> deep cleaned, like it's been forever. And that's another thing, like, you know, you feel dirty, but you don't want to care to change it. So I deep cleaned my car yesterday, I took the extra time to do that. And then like, I started cleaning my room and I did what I would normally do, except I was just like, you know what fuck this i went deep into everything like all the all the, the documents everything and started going through them one by one every Good little thing and like my room's a fucking mess right now that's why i gotta <laughs> still go apart. i still have to go so i have to go home i have to finish doing this thing where, where like you you don't i don't realize like how much junk I accumulate and just it's leave amazing. everywhere. Know. You know, just it's like I have like seven screwdrivers, twenty <laughs> bottle openers, <laughs> six <laughs> wine keys in the drawer oh, that just like you know so you go to get boring. it. You, know, you know, like you know it's like I don't. You throw them in there. Yeah, you, you just completely throw them forget in about there. them. Yeah, for years. Exactly, man. and they're they're all there. I, I finally gathered everything up, and I'm like, fuck. You know, like it was just hilarious. And so I've got to do that as well as finish this painting that was due like last week, and then paint a couple more things for the big draw on Wednesday. Yeah. And then there's the 420 camp out coming up that I also have to have stuff for. I'm just kind of like, oh, there is not a, there's not a, there's not a moment of free time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's really consuming. And, and that's what I'm kind of in this space right now. Like I'm gearing up for desert hearts. Like I want to make so many hats to like take with me for inventory, but I'm so overwhelmed that it's almost crippling. Like I don't know where to start. Like I sat in my room over the weekend and like, cut fabric and like got things ready and stuff but I didn't feel like I made any progress right and it's so frustrating because then Monday through Friday I'm going to work nine to five I get home at about six and I've got to make dinner I've got to you know hang out with Ryan and you know take the dog for a walk and do all these adult responsibilities yeah. that I have to do yeah. you know I don't have space for creativity Monday through Friday normally right. you know but now it's like I'm kind of in this crunch mode and I have I don't want to say obligation but like I have this thing that I was excited for and now I'm like kind of in this crunch mode like I have to get things done and I don't create well under those circumstances oh, no. when it's pressure right you know and and it's on my own fault I should have been starting this way back in January of getting ready but I'm a procrastinator by nature and well it also I've, comes down you know, to you got to do it when you're feeling it you yeah, know and yeah. it's tough when you get yeah. your passion or you when you get your creative energy flowing but it's at the most inconvenient times, yeah. like at yeah. work when mm -hmm. you can't do it, you know, like yeah. when you get an idea and you just want to roll with it. Like, that's why, like, you know, to, that's why it makes sense for people to be full-time artists where they just work on their art all day. Like, yeah. I get it now. I didn't used to understand that. I was like, well, do they really need to do it all day? Like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta be ready to go and, and create when you're feeling it, right. you know, otherwise yeah. if you force it, then it just, it shows. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll see. I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself because, you know, I, think I just, 
you know, whatever I have there will yeah. be that. And I can only just show up with, you know, what I have and not emphasize and too much on And if you sell the out, then you already yeah. <laughs> did better. You know what I mean? You're like, sorry, yeah, guys, we right? sold out. You know, like, sorry. <laughs> exactly. We and like totally the ticket ass. to um, vend was just as much, well, a little bit more than it would have been to attend. And we were planning on attending regardless. So I can't say that I'm really out any money. You know, right. so it's it's an experience in itself. And, right. you know, it's there to collaborate with other vendors and people who might stumble upon, you know, our booth and connect with people. And who knows what might else show up? You well, know, it might maybe. be the last one for so, a little bit. I know. You know. It's so sad. I mean, and that's good, though, because, you know, we've been talking about this for quite some time. A lot of the people in the group have been talking about, you know, that you don't have to go to every single yeah. festival or event because they're always going to be there. And yeah. we're doing more and more on our own too to make more mm-hmm. events like this. So there will always be these opportunities. But to take time to kind of reset and, you know, focus on experiencing other things that you don't experience too. Like, well, for you being a mother, you know, yeah. and raising a child. Yeah. But, you know, focusing on and being able to go and, and plan trips and vacations to do other things, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's important. You know, Definitely. Really There's life beyond, beyond, you know, festivaling. It's just that FOMO. And, it fucks yeah, you up every no, of time. Course. It's just everybody's like, every time you yeah. go, oh man, I want to go because then you're the one that's not there. And it, uh-huh. that's the battle because I try to act, I, I get like, I'm like, nope, kick my fucking, you know, I, I dig my feet into the ground. And I said, nope, I'm not going, not going. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get this done this week. I'm going to get this thing. And then last minute, all right, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to fucking show up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't, unfortunately, gotten to have that spontaneity in the last three months or so. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's obviously going to be a very different experience. I can't, you know, partake in the normal things that I would, but that's fine in itself. And and it's it's kind of a joke between Ryan and I. It's like, I never got to have my last hurrah. So I'll have my last hurrah sober. So, <laughs> well, you know, and I mean, not to say that I'm going to completely because I mean, this is definitely something I say. I'm going to go and I'm going to be sober. That it never <laughs> it happens. Does, yeah. it, it ends up becoming the exact opposite. <laughs> exactly, I end up going to the right? pools. Like, but I'm really like, I mean, Joey's coming this time. So, That's you know, one of the things that he and I were talking about as we were like kind of trying to go shopping, uh, prepping for this, for um, just getting everything we need uh, was that. We wa- I wanted to make sure that this time while I'm there to take advantage of where I'm at mm-hmm. and really because I don't get out and get to soak up nature like yeah. I used to. I was always going out at least once or twice, three times a week to go on hikes and, you know, check things out and really just, you know, fulfilling my, you know, my need for that because mm-hmm. I do need it. I, I go crazy when I don't have it. But I last, you know, the last year I learned my lesson as well as at Eclipse. You know, I couldn't get as connected spiritually or just, you know, even just in a, in a, a clear, positive sense because I was just so consumed with the party. And yeah. like last Desert Hearts, I just stayed back at camp most of the time. You know, I was like tired. Yeah. It was like it was so much work for me. Even and going to Eclipse too, I was just tired, like exhausted. Yeah. When the event itself exhausts you more than you know. Than, than anything yeah. than what you're getting out of it it's uh you know so this time i'm gonna go and try to definitely like pace myself yeah. and uh just try to be like as sober as much as possible yeah well now you have a different perspective on art too and i think it's going to be a good opportunity for you to collaborate and chat with other artists there that are live painting and yeah. like the art gallery and stuff like that you know like yeah. 
you always obviously always had a passion for it but you Mm -hmm. know you know you might tell people about art in the park and true spark a you know bigger audience or something so true true because you it's almost like you guys have an opportunity as you know veterans of festivaling and desert hearts especially now with you know some major stuff to contribute that exists outside of that it's almost like you can go back and talk to you know whoever the next version of us is at these festivals and you know, bring them into the fold like that. Definitely. You know? Absolutely. Well, it's funny when you we meet those people that we are the next version of already. I'm and sure there's a more articulate way to say that. Yeah. But, you know, episode, yeah. like we are, we are the, the people that, you know, we're doing, the, the people that are throwing these events right now mm-hmm. are the big ones that we're going to anyways. Or like they, they've said, a lot of people have talked to, to a lot of people in our group and said, you know, we see so much of us and what you guys are doing right now mm-hmm. you know what like everything that's playing out all of these connections and all of these things and it's just crazy how like you know you it really isn't as planned as it is just it kind of just falls into place you know the people that you meet the connections that you meet and like a certain amount of time later down the road it's just like boom you're throwing an event together or you're hanging out and you're you know planning um you know different ideas for different companies or what you want to mm-hmm. what you want to start projects that you want to take go off with so um yeah, I mean, when you think about it from year to year it goes by so fast too. oh yeah how many people have we met this year like I'm, I'm sure i can't even think about it right now because like i know i've met a bunch of people this year and i see them all the time and i think it would probably only be when i really sat down and like wrote it out i'd be like oh shit i've only known them for like six months yeah. That's weird. Yeah. You know, it feels like you've known them so much longer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. When they're on the same thing, you know, the, you can kind of sense it, you know, mm-hmm. when somebody's on that same, that grind, you know, that yeah. same path, like they have the same interest and you could trust them, you know, cause there's a lot of stigma when it comes to a lot of events that, you know, people go to. And, and I think that the ones that we go to, the reason why it doesn't seem that way to us is because the people you know there's more of a, a connection you know there's more um you you get you could trust other people because you you feel it about them yeah that they want the same thing that you want they're really about the cause they're not just going not to say that everybody's like that right you know, there's right. obviously yeah. a lot of people yeah. there's definitely a lot of people that are yeah. not but. yeah yeah and it's you're never going to escape that but the ones that you end up hanging out with or associating with the ones that you really like you know make contacts with like, you know you those are the people that you're like yeah i get it you know that's why because mm-hmm. they're on the same we get it. Right. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what place you're definitely going to find those kind of people, you know? Yeah. So oh, I am hoping that uh, they have that tattoo guy there this year that I didn't get a chance to get a tattoo from last time. Oh, know, we've man. always had that. So they I'm always sure they have. I've, 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 I heard I've, when I talked yeah. to him when I got mine from him, he was saying that he's there like every year. Okay. So, so I didn't know you got one. Yeah. What'd you get? Uh, I just got like a little robot on my shoulder. That's right. So you got to choose what you wanted. It Uh, wasn't like you. I came to him with like an idea, you know, and he's like, uh, and he just sketched out like a super simple, like, you know, block guy, man, can I block guy, not black guy. Don't write in. Um, I don't know if you guys can True. see it or I'm just like awkwardly like shuffling around. You I don't know take off too your, far back. your whole no, I'm just kidding. Oh man. Just but, it off. Okay. Cue the music. So it was um so it was sanitary, like you didn't That's what I, I was kinda like, asking I, you too. It's so it's, dusty. Because it's free and it's, it's like free? you're just kinda like yeah. thinking like how does that play out? But I guess he's gotta be doing yeah, a he ton had the of alcohol people. wipes. He yeah, he well, uh you know, wipes it down. Sanitary and so needle and gun? 
I mean, he was doing as much as you could out there. <laughs> sure, it's a risk, but yeah. hey, it's free. I mean, you're fine, right? Exactly. I lived. <laughs> and I have all the same diseases I had before that. Okay, so good. No new additional ones. Yeah, exactly. Hepatitis C. But that's what I'm talking about, though, because that's me at festivals. Like, I don't even like go and ever know, really do right? all of the other things that are there. Like, There's so many. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll cruise through the vending booths once or twice because, of course, I want to check, yeah. check out to see what I want to buy. But as far as workshops or yeah. even like... Never free tattoos like i would it wasn't until they were like you know yeah i got these day. free tattoos yeah. and i we was like let's go <laughs> he wasn't there damn yeah. every like, year i've taken my yoga mat have i ever gone to class no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I'm i've like, done oh, that oh i'm too. gonna wake up in the morning and i'm gonna do a yoga class and it's gonna feel so good because i'm hungover never ever done it that was me at eclipse that was me like i'm no damn it i'm doing it i'm definitely doing it yeah. this time you would think because you're there Didn't for seven days you're like i gotta take a day at least a half a day off no because then you got dave just kicking back yeah. and he's just well, like hey you want you want one of these that's the <laughs> all right problem. yeah you can't you can't go with the people who you know yeah. Or you could just for. say no, kids. My God, like nobody paid attention in dare class over here. You have self control, which I don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to prove it to myself that uh, this time around it's a little different. Are you arriving Friday? Yeah. Okay. Are you I give you till Friday at 5 p.m. and then you'll be. Oh, I'm. You're turned up. I mean, oh, well, I'm good. I'm not going to. I'm not abstaining from anything <laughs> okay. like i'm just saying i'm gonna like you know be a little bit more in tune with you know i'm just not gonna be that far okay gone. what's the, okay. what's the okay. over under on him being blacked out but it's like before his tent friday night up? for sure i, I mean first out. night <laughs> i won't black out if i was just drinking by itself that night black out i would you know yeah but i'll be i'll be fine you'll be fine i'll be yeah fine. i always am i'm the not worried thing, about you good thing about desert hearts you really can't like get lost or like yeah have a bad time or yeah. like it's beautiful even if you just stuck at your camp like yeah but i do want nice to go into like there was like a last year where we camped i mean mm -hmm. i didn't really go there until the last day but there was like kind of that little nook that takes you down it looks like it was like a dried up ravine or something mm -hmm. but it's just you could go down and walk forever into yeah. the woods you know yeah. and i didn't well, there's people always up on the mountains and i've never understood how they got up there but people hike up a tall Top of those mountains See, gonna, or hills I'm or whatever. Do, I'm gonna do that this time. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. Yeah. And, There's plenty of paths around there. You know, it's not too like didn't look too crazy. No, At least but I mean, we were you just year. like no. really every time I've gone, you know, you stay within kind of just because. There's always somebody wanting to go to the sage this time, and there's always somebody that's right. like, you know, or they're cooking some food, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna stay here and eat this food because I'm probably not gonna eat anything for the rest yeah. of the, the next two days. But you yeah. always have a good time, and that's your experience, and that's right. like part of like going to festivals is like you always have this plan. Well, not always, but you know, you try to have this plan of what you want to do, and that just goes out the window. And I think that's part of like a reflection of life is like you can plan certain things and have you know goals and aspirations but if it doesn't happen like you still have an experience and yeah. it's still the journey yeah every every so, time i've gone to desert hearts yeah, it's been a completely yeah. different experience where i've taken away something different from it right and so this time you know i want to just sorry don't worry about is, that. Is this a makeshift? It was a makeshift like, like incense lighter or something. I, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Is that a birthday noodle. candle? It's a noodle on it's a, a stick. It's a noodle. <laughs> it's like to scotch tape. A burnt noodle, by the way. It's crispy. Well, I'm assuming they oh, lit it, it on used. fire and like trying to like light yeah, no, another like fire. <laughs> with a noodle. 
Yes. <laughs> did it? How did it light? Why that didn't kind you just can... light the stick? I'm sorry. I thought you guys were creative people. Is that not what we were just talking here? <laughs> I find okay. it very creative. Yeah, I've been, I've been analyzing. And that was, but why, that was didn't it, why didn't it just like melt the noodle? Like, isn't it supposed to just yeah, like... like noodles catch on fire? But like, why wouldn't you just light the stick? Uh, I don't know if the stick lights as easy. Is it a cardboard? I don't know. Noodle? I didn't actually on? do it. it it's a real noodle. But why is it? And of course, she like. I'm glad you didn't get to the, the tape because that would have been plastic, and that was. Stuck. Why didn't you get a hot <laughs> Cheeto? You know you can do that with Cheetos. Like they're totally they flammable. Flame. Hot like... Cheetos are flammable. Yes. Are they called? Why is that Cheetos? not on? Is that why they call them flaming hot Cheetos? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it should be, but they are literally. Uh, you can you can light them on fire and like use them like a candle. Wow. That Which sounds is really not concerning. good yeah. for what goes into your stomach. See, maybe this, yeah. I, but then again, it's that pasta. But I don't know. Yeah. That's, Does it that's smell what like Cheetos when you burn it? I don't... Like, I feel like that would be a really nice candle. I mean, I don't know. I actually was not into hot Cheetos growing up. It's like the one thing I I mean, they're about the same price as Nog Champa, you know? Yeah. Like, just one of those small bags, right? So... What's... What? A Nog Champa? Nog Champa. What's that? Uh, the incense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Over my head. No, I thought this was the crowd where I could name drop an incense brand. I no. get nobody. I should, the blue second. box? Yeah. Okay. No. I just I wasn't, buy it. I wasn't really allowed. Like, I remember we would go to the swap meet and they had all those like uh, those incense places mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. at the Orange County swap meet. And um, I would try to get some. But, I mean, my parents were just not, they were not down with us like lighting incense in the house. So I just never, really? I mean, yeah, it was never a thing for me really. really. Yeah. I just. Did they think it was like. Well, they just smell, smell funny, just smell, hippie. You know, they, like, well, they, yeah, they were just like, yeah. why? Like, why are you doing that? It's just like a very like like Earthy, pungent like yeah. smell. You know, like it's like we don't want to smell that. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know. So, like, essential oils are a different thing, though. They like that. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. Doesn't... I got my little diffuser over there. I know. I, I was spotting that. that. That's a really fancy one. Yeah, it's just really cool. It's not, yeah, it's not that expensive. It's like forty bucks. Yeah, know? I use it all the time. It's so simple. And it lights up, right? Yeah. What are the ones yeah. that you shouldn't do though for your dogs? Apparently, there's like a couple of them that you really shouldn't have, like, like use even if, diffuse. Yeah, if you have dogs, Ooh. because like there was a story that, and of course this could be just like one of those many story, one of those stories that they like try to throw in there to scare everybody. Like and you shouldn't <laughs> do this. Like what the news does all the time, but like. You know, uh, my mom, she shared with us like this thing because my sister started diffusing yeah, essential uh-huh. oils and uh, she was worried about her her dogs, obviously. Yeah. And uh, apparently some some dogs were getting really sick from and I just don't know which one. Yeah. There's a, a particular one that they're like actually I've allergic to. So I could understand if you like... test them on animals first. Yeah. <laughs> so they can, you know, put the proper warning labels on. Um, <laughs> That's... I would imagine it could like harm them if you put it on them. But like diffusing it in water because of the way that and then they... vaporizing it like it doesn't i mean it could have been fake news who knows it probably was fake news <laughs> it's probably, it's probably the anti-essential like oil yeah. company like coming up at 11 is lavender killing your dog <laughs> they're trying to kill your dogs <laughs> the hippies are putting lavender in your diffusers and they're making the frogs gay <laughs> they're making the dogs gay they're making the dogs gay oh no turning everybody gay up in here <laughs> pretty sure peyton's gay I think he's bisexual. Why do you say that? Well, he likes he likes a few girls in the neighborhood, but he likes human boys. Like he humps human boys. He does hmm. yeah. hump the crap out of I us honestly all the time. think it's just territorial right. thing. But like, like he senses he goes, their males though. Yeah. Like he knows yeah. that they're males, which is interesting. So he's gay for human boys. So Do you think it's like he's trying to more or less be to like 
get dominance or do you think he's Definitely. trying to okay so is that or it could be that he's That's, trying to maybe like it's a little bit of business and pleasure you know he's trying to yeah like kind of like i, I mean i haven't like, talked to relate recently, to the guy but <laughs> what if he's trying to show the guy i like you like more like you know it's like i want to be your maybe. buddy i don't know maybe maybe it's like some 50 shades of gray stuff where it's like no like i'm also i'm establishing dominance but also i like you it's probably a little bit of both yeah i mean he's he hasn't like he was neutered right when we got him when he was like four that doesn't old, change four, anything months, though for like their hormones think. though like, if you castrate a boy like i mean it apparently doesn't good. for them because my dogs want to fuck everything too even though, they, <laughs> even though they don't have well not the little one he's just he's a trip the little yorkie but the shadow i mean you know he's definitely had his moments where like you catch him like you're a parent catching their teenage kid that you know <laughs> left the door unlocked on accident or something you're like and they even have the like look of shame like yeah. they even they he yeah. like kind of like hangs his head down oh, they know. like no. they fucking know you know they're definitely smart and i i mean you have to wonder <laughs> how fucking intelligent they are yeah. you know but peyton doesn't do it any other time unless there's a st- Strange man in the house. A strange man. So strange I, I, I take that like as so I'm the strangest man because like he's a... like he just tries to get up on me all the time. It's but it starts off like he comes up to you. It is very territorial. He's yeah. like like who are you? Huh? And yeah. then he's just like if you're not paying attention to him, he's like I'm gonna yeah. you're in my house. You know. <laughs> it's prison rules up in the Douglas yeah, house. Seriously. It's weird though because no pillow is it, safe. It's always so weird how how similar he does look to Shadow because my even my mom saw it's like what like you know just. But she just was like tripping out on it. I think Peyton's bigger, right? A little bit bigger. Yeah. 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 We need to get them together. Yeah. Long lost brothers. Shadow's a little fatty though. He's like, he needs to get out and exercise a little bit. He's definitely. Peyton had to go on a weight program because he was a little overweight too. He had to lose two pounds. Sheesh. Cut back his food. Go on more walks. Do you have any puff the magic hats for Peyton? No, he wouldn't. Do... He wouldn't wear them. Really? Not even yeah. for a photo shoot. No. Like, just like. I would need to make it for Bitsy because she actually like. Like, oh, put stuff on. You ain't kidding. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> Dang, that's so funny. But yeah, no, Peyton's so not into wearing anything. You just nope. Mm, well, no. yeah. You know, maybe we could put Shadow in there and disguise him as Peyton. Yeah, that way you can, you know, Would Shadow people... wear a little hat. Probably or for like a little bit. Yeah. You know, he'll do it for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lola was the one, my old one. Yeah, you know, she would have wore something because she just like still, she just like <laughs> she would just sit there and just like put it on for a little bit. Like I put glasses on her, you know, totally Aww. styling. Yeah, but you need to make some thunder jackets yeah. for dogs. Thunder that's jackets. Your, yeah, that's your next like you know. That's a good oh, yeah. one. The next page on your website. Is that like a leather offerings. jacket? No, just like a, no. They're like the um. With the you dog. know, when oh, dogs start freaking to out, like... they just they need that little <laughs> compression shirt or whatever. Yeah. It like calms them down and like. Do you, you know, think those things actually work? They one hundred percent do. Now my brother's dog, no. when I used to live at home, Logan, he's a little um, he's a little whippet Chihuahua oh, mix. Met him before. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so whenever he like we uh, on a whim we bought him a taco costume one time because <laughs> that's hilarious yes. and adorable. And we realized, oh shit, every time he starts like freaking out, like, you know, the door's open and there's somebody like, uh, you know, somebody's ringing the door or there's people over and he's just like running in circles and just like losing his shit. We would put, we put the taco costume on him mm. one time and he immediately calmed down and just <laughs> chilled the fuck out. And then we're like, wait. And then I thought about that Thunder Jacket commercial yeah. that I would see, you know, every night, like three in the morning on, you know, infomercials. And I'm like, oh shit, this thing probably works the same way. And then I kind of looked into it. I was like, oh yeah, they do need that like you know, that sort mm. of 
the yeah. hugging feeling. That's what I, I mean. What I do is whenever they start freaking out or whatever, I just go because they're small enough to. I just grab them with one hand, pick them up, and just hold them right there like that. Yeah. And then you could you could feel their heartbeat yeah. like as it speeds up when they're like nervous or anxious, and then as it slows down. Like yeah. my dog, the little the the little Yorkie, he just has this like little dog syndrome. Like he's got to be the tough guy, but he's like the biggest chicken in the world. Yeah. Any time he hears a from across the room he's yeah. assuming that it's somebody at the front door and he's got to be the one that's tough that's protecting mom yeah. more than shadow yeah. shadow never used to bark at anything or anybody you know he didn't do that shit it was only after this freaking dog just started doing that now they both do it so every morning i'm yeah. like getting it anytime somebody walks by the house or whatever um but you know you'll go and just like hey and he's just like all mad or even if i pass by my mom like i'll pass by my mom and it's like one minute he was just loving me and then, like, if I'm walking from the kitchen too fast to the to my room, and he sees me, he hops over her to come up there and I. Rawr, oh my rawr, goodness! Yeah, like all Even crazy. Even though you live there, like yeah, he's totally. Still it's super... just like the weirdest. Yeah. He's such a. I've never had a dog like him. Yeah. And then so like I'll go and like if I move my hands like and make any sort of like uh-huh. gesture that he's taking that I'm you know a threat like I'm trying to hit her or whatever, and she'll play into it too, and she'll be like. She'll do this and hit yeah. me and then like, she's like, get him, get him. And he'll be like, rawr, rawr. Oh, and I'm like, don't no. do that. He's going to give him a heart <laughs> attack. Literally, <laughs> he's like super like crazy. And then like, I'll go and put my hand right in front of his thing. Like, cause he'll go to bite it. And then if I put it right there, he'll just lick it. And it's just like <laughs> an instant switch. Cause he, cause then he goes into the mode of like, Passive I know aggressive. I'm a cute dog yeah. and this is how I get out of dying. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to try to scare you, but if that doesn't work, I'm going to go to yeah. what works for me and what is work, what has worked for my, my kind of dog for, you know, <laughs> for centuries is like, for, yeah. for my people is let's just be cute as fuck and not have them want to, you know, do anything but love us. And right. so I pick him up like that and just hold him. You could hear, feel his heartbeat just going, yeah. and then finally slow. You just got to, do what you're saying you know give them that embrace do you think it's something that they like i don't know when they were little or as like wolves like how would the compression like of a shirt or a costume i think like, well what they sure. feel maybe it's just what they've gotten used to over time you know like something that shows them that the human like if they're being hugged or something that's probably like a com- comfortable feeling yeah. they know they're safe yeah you know they don't have something to worry about i mean that's what i would I mean, yeah. I don't know enough about wolves, but I would wonder if it is similar to like the cat thing where you can grab them by the oh, back yeah. of the neck, like where their mother would usually pick them up and that yeah. just disables them. Yeah. Uh, maybe do it's dogs like do that, that too? Uh, I, I think they do, but like yeah. not... Not often. No? I, I don't... I can't... I I'm can't... completely making this up. I get <laughs> well, cats, you're right. Cats for sure do that. Sure do that. So I'm know. not sure about dogs though. It could be the same thing, but hmm. it makes sense. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a dog do that. Maybe they all have like tiny shirts that outside they of made, a cartoon like, or something back in the day, and like those are the ones that they selected to breed. I don't know. Like I, I think one hundred and one Dalmatians, I've seen that, but you know, outside of that, anyway. I mean, Disney <laughs> distorted everybody's perception of life. So yeah, I, I know, right? Like, I was anything. just thinking about that today. I was like, how much I love the Disney cartoons, but then how much like there's that other part of me that's just like, you know, it's all a lie. But it's just yeah. like who cares about? I mean, this or that? Any? I don't know. I mean, I'm, did it really fuck us up that bad? Like, no, did I, I honestly find, think I was going to find Prince Charming at some... I wasted a lot of time trying to catch and sell Dalmatians, yeah. but that's just me. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a learning experience more than anything else. What was your favorite growing up? Um, Cinderella was my favorite when I was little. Um, I used to call it Gumpy Gump. I have no idea. My parents, <laughs> like, make fun of me for it. I don't get it. Um, maybe because of Gus Gus? Maybe. Gus I thought I had maybe had... Yeah. I don't know. know. Who knows? Um, and then when I got older, Little Mermaid was okay. like 
one of my other favorites. You know, Beauty and the Beast was good too. We have Little Mermaid sell at my work that I'm just trying to get rid of. You know, <laughs> it's it's from it's original production self. That's awesome, movie, and it's from the kiss the girl scene. Yeah, yeah, so. that's awesome. It's cool. How much is that going for? That one's like, I think five thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah. when you mean original, it's like it was the one used they used in the storyboard or something. No, it was actually the the cell that was used in. In the, the, in the movie oh. so like they, it's a photograph cell wow. so what they do with the animation real quick is that they they take the drawings all the many drawings that they do and mm-hmm. after polishing them up then they trace them and paint them onto a celluloid sheet which they photograph over the background and that's each cell they it would be uh 12 frames per second or 24 frames per second and they would double up on t- on the cell so it's like 12 different hand-painted cells per second wow. that they needed for for animation that's amazing yeah it's pretty so it's, i see the value yeah that's really it's cool. quite the like production well, especially back then how they used yeah. to put it together my god well and it was rare now because they got rid of them like when they switched over in the industry to um you know digital mm-hmm. they didn't foresee this market for them you know they didn't think they were going to be worth anything yeah, as far now, as they were concerned it was just like scrap paper yeah you know like they didn't think that these guys were going to be so legendary that these things were going to be so big that people are going to want to pay thousands of dollars for them so they just destroyed them and got rid of them Shame. and yeah i mean but it is it is what it is it's what makes it i'm sure they're all like just kicking themselves right now looking at all these other you know cells especially rare ones from original animations and other cartoons back in the day beyond just disney mm-hmm. and they're going for so much fucking money right now mm-hmm. That's just... people like you know nostalgic things and to have an original piece is priceless to some people yeah like that, i see value in five thousand dollars like that i mean yeah that's it's a, a lot of, of money history, but i get like, it like yeah. it's that's how i saw it a, that's how i saw it it yeah. is a piece of history because it's it's true i it's, mean it's you're buying a piece of history right here like this isn't just like a piece of art that looks cool or anything i mean and when you really understand and learn all of the stuff that goes into it it automatically becomes that much cooler to you every time you see one you're gonna be like knowing what to look for and knowing yeah. what to do in this i mean yeah. how it just jumps from how your passions can just take off from like learning something so small that you never knew about something that was always in front of you, you know? Cause I, like I I said, my dad grew up, I grew up with my dad working for this company and we had cells in my house Mm -hmm. and I could care less, you know, never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing. So you realize how fucking cool that shit is, man. Have you, have you seen, um, uh, loving Vincent or love Vincent? I forget what it's called. It just came out this past year. It was about, uh, Vincent van Gogh. Oh, and, I heard about that. And it was actually the whole movie is animated with paintings. Yeah. And so wow. 24 paintings per second of the whole movie about Vincent van Gogh's life, all done wow. in the style of like, you know, Starry Starry Night. It's one of the most like crazy projects that I think I've ever that has seen to in be my life. Probably the gnarliest undertaking, because especially being that they're. I'm assuming oil paintings. I, I remember hearing about forever. it like six or seven years ago, like seeing something on like facebook or reddit or something like that where they're like yo check out this like movie that they're making and they're like they're putting on an open call to all these artists to um you know come in uh oh shit wait i think we might have a technical problem here there we go we're back okay Ooh, there we go oh i'm i'm hearing myself again all nice and crisp oh wonderful it's good to be back you guys well anyways let me finish that story uh you know, they, I, I saw this thing about six or seven years ago, but they were just having an open call for different artists to come in and uh, contribute to each of the, I guess they wouldn't technically be cells, but, you know, every single frame of the movie was its own right. oil painting. Yeah. That's amazing. Which, so these other artists painted a replica of a Van Gogh piece. 
Well, well, the movie was like all drawn out, like shot for shot, you know. And so they had the whole script. They had everything all acted out. They knew kind of what they wanted. And then they brought artists in to paint everything. Okay. So is it about his life? Yeah. It's like, it's oh, like, so a, it's like it's an about animated. Okay. But the, the problem is, I just need to watch it. I was like, <laughs> just totally not in the mood to watch like a fairly dry like yeah. uh, portrayal of his life when I actually sat down to watch it. So I watched the first 30 minutes and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I was also kind of high and I'm like, and I'm, I'm bored as shit right yeah. now. Yeah, like, I'm going to change it, but like it was really good though. Yeah, you appreciate con- it for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, the concept is more interesting than the actual, you know, yeah. subject matter. Yeah. I, I feel like I they mean, forgot to write in like interesting things like before they decided <laughs> to go in on this. Well, people are, yeah, they're looking at it for what it, the process that they went through yeah. to make it you know that's cool yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way I there's things that people this is a great movie and I'm just like I'm not mm-hmm. in the mood to watch that yeah no you've you've really got to be sometimes I want to watch Friday again and sometimes like I'm down to watch uh, <laughs> you know the English patient why can't I riff a better fucking like dry movie it's oh. hard for me to get <laughs> into movies though especially dramas lately but one that I saw last night that I actually was just like captivated by was like you know, really just watching intently was uh, Wind River. You seen it? Never heard of it. It's no. uh, what's and I'm terrible with names. What's the guy that plays in the Avengers and um, shoot the white guy that plays um, you're that narrows it down to yeah. all of them. The guy that's ah oh, shit, forget his name. Is it Jeremy something? Uh, oh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Is that the guy is, with the bows? That, oh, Hawkeye. I think you said hot guy. I was like, what? I thought you said hot guy, <laughs> That's too. what I thought you said. And I was like, is that what, what, what he's mm-hmm. known for? Being yeah. the hot guy? Yeah, the Avenger, hot guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, him. No, Jeremy Redder, hot he guy. He kicked yeah. ass in this movie. Um, and it was like a pretty, you know, touching story. It was, well, it was actually, you know, a really sad story. But it was, you know, uh, a great drama. But check it out. It's nice. a true, based on a true story. Yo, I, I saw, have you guys seen Wild Country yet? Yes. Holy Wild Wild shit. Country is so Is that ama- the one about the cults? How, yes. It's like you don't even know that that happened. How did I, how is everybody not talking about this all the time? Right. And it happened in like the, like early to mid 80s. Right. And, but the thing the is, fuck? I mean, they definitely did a really, really good job of like making it like this because they make you want to know wait what's going on yeah the whole intro is just done so well to keep you like what what it's so mysterious yeah like, like, you have no idea where this movement right wait, yeah and within so, a cult yeah and i've actually listened sort of, yeah. I, and here's the thing it's like that's what it goes into to try to make you like think is this a cult or is this not a cult and they give you all of these different perspectives like the complete polar opposite perspectives and they like really they don't really try to frame it any which way you know they kind of like make them just come out and say exactly what they're saying and they're obviously conflicting so it leaves it up to you and you it's hard for you to, to tell sometimes like who do i like and hate here <laughs> like you know like cause, well, i was fully with them for like most of it you know yeah but totally gets to like halfway through and you're just like oh okay right yeah. but they then, were not good people <laughs> but then you're like you don't know whether he was bad or if it really was just her that like kind of got carried away and did all that you're just like what's going on I don't know. Well, they, it's hilarious to me that like you—they never really show like him or his teachings really, or like him doing much. Because I was listening to so many of his teachings, and I had no idea that that's anything that happened to him. I just had a friend that like turned me on to like YouTube videos of this guy talking. I was like, this guy is you know dope as fuck. I could kind of see 
how a lot of people, but I to that magnitude, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, I, well, I looked him up afterwards because I couldn't really understand what the hell his teachings were from that from the from the the series. I'm like, yeah, oh shit, okay, I, I kind of get this. It's like it's like very it like doesn't it's, make a lot of. It's like some of it is directly hypocritical, but like he even acknowledges that. Like too. a true it's, cult is. Yeah, their it's, beliefs aren't always. It's weird. Well, yeah. you know, that's kind of a lot of what the ancient philosophies tying into new philosophies are. I just actually started. Um, reading into some Egyptian philosophy because of kind of to just study it more on uh, that project that I was doing mm -hmm. yeah. with that, with that girl, you know, and um, she like recommended these books and I was like listening to it and I was like, holy crap, obviously a lot of it is, seems hypocritical, but it's all about like how, you know, paradoxes actually do make a lot of sense. If you really understand and get to these points, like it's our, our confines to the, you know, what mm -hmm. conventional wisdom is, you know, it's like, there's polarity in just about everything. You know, there's always, there is and there isn't. Anyway, his shit is pretty fucking good. But when you see that video, that movie, you're like, what the fuck? It's, it's just like... Well, like, they didn't really show much of, like, I, I didn't really pay too much attention to, like, the first episode. It was really the second one when shit started getting crazy. I was like, oh, okay, I'm watching the rest of this. Oh, you haven't seen the whole <laughs> and thing? Then they, no, no, no. No, I have seen, like, the whole thing now. Okay. But I'm saying, like, it, the way it was, like, building up, like, I didn't really have any kind of understanding. Of, like, it was still a mystery to me, kind of, what his teachings were and why all these people were so into it. And it just was, it seemed like this parody of it. Like, people were, like, and he, he I guess he calls it in, in his, uh teachings like a parody religion almost you know hmm. like a parody guru but it just it didn't make any fucking sense i'm like how could anybody look at this guy and 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 buy into that shit it was just it was weird man. yeah it was no weird. yeah was if like you don't understand where, where it's coming from it, it is definitely a mass hypnosis yeah. though. there was like it was it was something at the time like there was just a lot of people trying to like latch on to something spiritually you know i think that the people needed to feel that something different and new on the rise like they needed to yeah. belong to something and he even says it himself at the end he goes i'm not your god you know i'm not anything for you to worship i'm just a person it's all within you after of course all of the other shit went down <laughs> you know but he like says you know yeah, well, as soon as everybody stops doing stuff for him he quits and then leaves and <laughs> keeps all of his like fancy you know millions of dollars and gold watches i'm like you're what you're so oh it, it's now just it's fascinating it's i gotta such, watch it tonight yeah i just i can't believe that I, i'm just wondering like where people just really reaching for something like that and having never had experienced that before in well, the 70s a drama i can't yeah. imagine any of that shit would fly today on like a mass level like that. No, at least well, in this country. How many you following? <laughs> how much following did he have? He, it was a, a fucking lot. I was forget the how many he had. It. He built a city. No, they it was built, a whole. They legitimate city. were a city. They created a city out there, a couple hours north of where we were actually for um, the eclipse. <laughs> yeah, like right in that area, like the boonies, you know. And then That's so insane. the so like, there's the whole story with like really, obviously these like you know Christian like white people that are kind of at the same time being like, you know, God doesn't want them here sort of attitude, you know. And so it's like it's religion versus fake or pseudo religion. I don't know. It's yeah. just it. What's but interesting to me though, it was also crazy to me that like okay, it doesn't take that much. You know, to like do what they did, it's fairly straightforward. If you just if you have the numbers and everybody is coordinated, like they went out, they made a city, like completely functional city. They like took over government, like through the normal processes, just voting for themselves up and up. I'm just like, oh shit, like that kind of made me nervous. You know, they all bought like guns. They, 
Yeah, that's like, the part they, that's that obviously. The part that well, the, the part the, the part that was like okay. Because they had guns. The part. It, no, they had a fucking police department, and they had full on like. Yeah. No, hmm. they also hmm. armed themselves because they were getting harassed by these people, oh. but they fucking over militarized themselves, and they were like fucking scary. And when you see at the end, because there's the really what they were trying to say is that everybody kind of thinks that it was mainly the chick that like was his vice president or whatever that like ran shit for him like she basically took him and created this built this thing around him but she did all the work and she was like kind of obsessed well she was definitely obsessed with him yeah, like she was obsessed. super obsessed with him but like she also was just kind of like a scarface chick you know like on her own like she was just like she had the mentality and she would go on television <laughs> this is the thing she'd go on television and obviously it probably didn't make nationwide news it probably was very big in their local community but she would go on there and argue with like conservatives like left and right and she had fucking balls dude like she yeah. was she was not like she, she didn't fuck around but she'll go on there and she'll say to a camera on this interview that like that it was never anything bad but then like okay bitch they found like all these fucking like wiretapping things in your like this secret room like they yeah, found I'm, like I'm, I'm like i'm holding back so much because i don't want to like give it away because it's still pretty new and <laughs> yeah. i want people to get excited about right. this shit but it's yeah, yeah it, you'll still it trip out mind. anyways wow. but i was watching the path before i actually fell upon uh wild wild country which is also this like drama dramatic saga of like this kind of new age cult kind of like a mix between scientology and something else but it goes like that and it just shows you all of the different places that these people are coming from, like mentally, psychologically, and how like these things evolve. And but the way that they frame it in the drama is that like, you know, it's not necessarily like everybody's out like these, these people that we all see as bad or like, sitting down with the intent that they're going to be bad. It's just like, they're going along with a bunch of bullshit up to a certain point that like, they got to either do something about this or not. And then they do and it, it shifts everything in this different way. And it's all about that, though. It's this cult, like, you know thing so it's a hmm. it's a drama about people joining a cult or becoming a part of a so cult it's like, like all the in, aspects of like it. humanizing like, so like, that it shows oh it sh okay it shows like the, okay so like where they get into the story is like after this thing's already been established they have a huge following and there's this one guy who's supposed to be like the leader that founded this whole thing but he is and i don't want to give it away but it's not going to give it away too much but he's dying and they don't mm -hmm. know that like he's back in a place dying, but everybody else thinks that he's like writing these like scrolls or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, uh, then there's new people that have to take over this church and then new people get involved. And then it's like the, the government's trying to come after them for certain things, but then like they're getting sucked into it too. It's just like this whole crazy entertaining thing, but it does jump around a lot without context. And you're kind of just like, Oh wait, Okay. So now, you know, it, there, there's does, definitely holes. Well, in, does in it, it like, does it make, does it, kind of get you into the mindset and kind of walk you through the journey of somebody who would yeah. be a part of that stuff. Yeah. And, oh, that's uh, and many different aspects yeah. in many different, like you see different types of people and for different reasons and how people started into it and how they're getting out of it as well. Mm. It, it kind of really does go. It, it, I, I think that for that aspect of it, uh, just being able to think and wonder and put yourself in their shoes and, and give you kind of a, you know, step by step, how this scenario would play out because we watch these things and we just think, Oh, that guy's just got crazy one day, you know, like he just decided to get crazy, but there's a lot of things that happen that mm -hmm. make these people think that the way, well, the yeah, way some of these now. things are some of the, like the hearing people from hearing people after the fact is like really fascinating and how they talk about this stuff. You know, like, I don't know if you, if you've ever heard, uh, Megan Phelps, Robert, 
I think her name is, talk. She used to be part of the uh, Webster, Web, Westboro Baptist Church. Oh. And she was talking about like what the day-to-day is kind of like in there and how they viewed like their own actions internally versus like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of crazy to me how they like excuse themselves for it, you know, and knowing it was wrong and like their, their logic that kind of got them to that place. I mean, I thought that was really, really interesting, especially you'll, somebody you'll who like finally, this then. Yeah. like, you know, who finally broke free and went, whoa, okay, yeah, <laughs> we were wrong. Everybody else was right. Yeah. The Westboro churches, they're the ones who like protest. Um, yeah, they protest like military funerals, funerals and stuff like that. And yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I yeah, remember they're... listening to that podcast. Cults are very fascinating. They protest, I never heard of that. What They protest uh, funer- uh, military oh, yeah. funerals? Why, yeah. why, why do they do that? They think that because of our sins, that's why we're in war and that it's because people aren't accepting God into their life. So these are the reasons why these kids are being killed and we're in war. I mean, so, that's, they say they're just kicking up controversy yeah. for, you know, I thought that they were more say, like, like, I thought that they would have been the ones that wanted war and like against terrorism based on what I loosely heard from them, because it seems like they're very just racist. And no, I think they, they just want conflict, you know? So like, they're like, what's the worst thing we can do? Like, Oh, yeah. did a bunch of children die? Let's go, you know, yeah. let's go stand by their graves as their parents are crying and call them yeah. facts. Like that's like, they're, mentality to like yeah but they think the that word. they're yeah oh they're okay doing... so they're the are they the they're... ones too that were doing that like during the sandy hook shit too uh I'm, maybe i want to say yes because it sounds like something that they would do but i do not know for yeah. sure off the top of my got head. it yeah. got it well let's shift gears a little bit here yeah because before we were talking about some cool interesting <laughs> so anyways, things and now we're so we were talking about, you know, how we get into these things and how they kind of just grow on themselves. Like, what was it that made you realize that that was your niche, like to get into with Puff, the Magic Hats anyways? Like, that was the thing. Because you're obviously like, you know, you went to to school for fashion, as you said before, but it was mm-hmm. for a different thing. But you still, right. you've always had that about you. Yeah. You know, that yeah. the designer has always been within you. But like to go and actually pursue that one particular thing, what was it about? Um, well, when I went to fashion school, it was for marketing aspect. So I've never like wanted to do design. I'm not an artist in that regard. I've never even, I've always liked the, (laughs) I've always liked the idea of uh, like, I'm um, just going to put this on right here. And if you can't see, I have this ridiculously sized top hat that I'm wearing, covering my face that she made for me back then. It's so perfect for you. I love it. Um, so I never like really thought of, um, you know, like designing clothes by any means or accessories. That was never my thought when I was 18 years old going to fashion school. It was more like the, um, you know, business side of it in which I dropped out and went and got my bachelor's in something completely different. Um, but I just loved festival fashion and I thought it was just a more, um, uh, more creative outlet to really express yourself because like you know what we wear on the street is yes an extension of who we are on the inside but I think people would 
dressed in a totally different way if they really didn't give a shit what other people thought or what the norm had to be or right and that's like, one of the aspects I absolutely love about yeah. festivals is that it is you know because you get some shit from people why don't you just dress like that all the time it's like you know because like, to be honest with you let's just be real like we all have you know real jobs and stuff that we're having to go yeah. and you can't really just go and dress like that all the time like at least not yet whatever if you feel comfortable by all means do it but that's what going to a festival is so great for is like you get this opportunity to be let your freak flag fly and you just can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want yeah. to do and not care about what anybody else says right. you know go out there and, and get wild with it and just you know be funky yeah and if i could find you know if i can create my life to where I'm paying myself and I could dress any way I want, I'll probably dress like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. that's definitely what I would do. But it, oh, it's yeah. just, yeah, it, and it is what it is. But I mean, I remember um, at the Desert Hearts, it was the spring, the, the first spring that I went to um, at Desert Hearts, where you, the very first puff, the magic mm-hmm. hats, the one that, the bowler, the bowler cap, right? That you had, was it a bowling cap? It's like a marionette hat is okay. what they call it. Marionette but yeah, hat. Close enough. And it's I saw you look. wearing it and I was like so jealous. I know you were jealous. I wanted it. And yeah. then I, wore I let you it. wear it for a while. Yeah. It was fun. And I mean, but that was the one. That's like the one that like stuck it's, out. Yeah. Out of stuff. Because I mean, everybody's doing something, but yeah. that's like your thing that right. I mean, I not to say nobody's ever done that before, right. but I mean, you definitely are the only one that I know that it's made as much as, you know. Yeah. I made a name for it in the way that I do it. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been trying to expand into like making different style hats that aren't, um, don't have any puffs on them. And it's funny because like I, I will get a little frustrated because I like don't know which direction to go. I don't feel like it's a complete look. Like I'm a little harder on myself. And like on Sunday I was like for Desert Hearts specifically speaking, like I need to get back to my roots. Like I'm puff the magic hats. Like, yes, I can go with all these other hats, you know, that don't have anything, you know, attached to it, but that's not who I, like who I, you gotta keep it I started real. it. Keep it yeah. You know, so because I was sick of it myself, mm. like I just felt like I was, you know, like I got bored as a designer. So I was like, I'm going to do something else. But well, that's what um, you should do. That's yeah, it evolves. Nice I totally, yeah. I totally know that feeling. You know, when yeah. you kind of get sick of the own, like your own work that you're doing, yeah. and then you move on to do something else, and you're working on that for a little while, and yeah, sometimes it can get frustrating. But then when you go back to it, like back to your roots, you're yeah. just like. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that I yeah. really like this. Yeah. You gotta yeah, create I know. a new you line. You gotta take every a break. Yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. a derelict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> derelict. Yeah. So um yeah, so that first Desert Hearts, I mean, I just made it for fun. I had no intention of making a second one. That was a great and outfit overall. You, the alien. I'll be bringing it back nice. this next time because I nice. just didn't have time to go shopping for other <laughs> outfits. So I'm going to have a lot of repeats, but that's all right. Hey. Um, and Your so outfits are so on point I, though. Like you, you can stand to do them like two or three times. Just I wear the same, I wear this, I just blend them differently, but I bring a big tub with all the same yeah. things and I just throw yeah. them together based on how I feel. It's feel like that day? painting, yeah. you know, just like right on the spot, like abstract <laughs> painting. I'm abstract dressing myself. Like Definitely. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt as pants. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And you can do that and get away with you it. You can do that. Yeah. And, and, and people, get praised, somebody's going to be saying, I was just going to say, somebody's going to be like, that's so cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's basically like yeah. harem pants with like, you know. Yeah. Like, that's you know, a shirt. The, the, the shirt, if you put your legs through there, you know, then you got like a little spot so you don't have to take it off to pee. Like, yeah. <laughs> True. Perfect. I like that. Perfect. Puff the magic pants. Yeah. It's my new company. Wear that's some what I'm here ankle to pants. Yeah. 
ankle <laughs> pants have you heard of ankle pants oh god do i is. want to i don't i think yes because that was actually they made a mock lineup for desert hearts that they released oh, ankle was, pants? yes I ankle that. pants was the first thing that was up there and i didn't really think anything oh of it. the faux lineup yeah that and and then somebody told me no check out ankle pants and i youtubed it and watched a video and the music it was very interesting like the, the the video itself was like interesting and cool except there's like one aspect of it that you're just like what the fuck is this like it's so weird but so good at the same time and the music's actually fucking dope it's not anything that'll ever be mainstream or like super popular but it's okay so it's not what are ankle I don't, garment it's huh what are ankle pants it's not about what they are that's the name oh. of the artist that's what the, the name of it oh that's oh the yeah name. i know i, I totally thought it was a piece of clothing like, okay yep. i thought you were trying to like go full rajneesh on me right yeah. now yeah. Like, no, you know, no 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 i was just it? saying it's not what the pants are that's my brain off it's of this weed pen it. going from one idea to the other one it was like ankle pants oh yeah by the oh, way have yeah. you seen ankle pants so anyways what uh sort of advice would you have at this point now to tell anybody because i mean you're obviously learning new things as you're mm-hmm. going along and you've come since we last talked there's been yeah so many things that have come up. What would you tell people now? Um, just do what makes your heart happy. Do what makes you get excited and um, just do something out of the ordinary. I think it's important to exercise creativity. We live in such a, you know, hate to say it, like mundane world where everything is just so robotic and we wake up, we go do what we have to do and it's like, I really, that's what I liked about Puff is that it's colorful. It's, it brings life to something. Um, and that's, I'm sure you both realize that I'm a colorful person in myself. So it's an extension of my personality. And so I think it's important to just do something that makes you happy. And honestly, like I made that hat and I didn't have any intention of it going anywhere or one person thinking anything of it. And it just, I did it because it made me happy and it, completed the look I wanted to wear that day and you know and it made other people happy and like my ego side like took a hold and was like that's cool like I should do it and everything but um I just think it's important just to create anything even if it's just even planting a garden or you know like painting a picture even if you're not an artist you know by anybody's standards like I think it's just important or even editing a photo you know I think it's important to do something that's out of your nine to five world um so I got this quote from Chuck yeah. Jones that I that's really stuck with me because it's something that I've learned too in all of my creative endeavors is like if you're doing something that you really like and putting everything into it, your passion into it, then people are just going to like it because yeah. they're going to they're right. going to they sense feel it. that it's like yeah, the energy. definitely they really truly understand that. Well, Chuck Jones did this quote, and I didn't. I mean, this is something that I just discovered at the right time. I was walking by, and it happened to be on um, the wall outside uh, one of our buildings. It says the rules are simple: take your work, but never yourself seriously. Hmm. Pour in the love and whatever skill you have, and it will come out. I love that. Ooh, yeah. That's really great. That's I'd like you to send that to me. The perfect like embodiment of this concept that we hammer all the time. Yeah. Oh, he dude, that dude yeah. was articulate as fuck. He that guy, the spot. way he spoke and wrote was just like as what he was reading like Mark Twain at like three or four years old. That's Some insane. Rich, I know that sounds like that's impossible. kind of weird. Yeah, but <laughs> he was like 
his he like was lullabies a, at he was night a, his parents would read to him well no his parents so back in the day before there were televisions um in homes and that was something that people did you know he would move around with his family and they were kind of wealthier so um he ended up you know when he would choose a house that they would rent because they moved around a lot mm-hmm. they would choose the house based on the library selection like the selection oh, cool. of books in the library like yeah. you know how their library was and so they were all reading Rudyard Kipling, Mark Twain, uh, all these books, and I could go on and on about the history of. They realize you can yeah. move books too, right? Huh? <laughs> they realize you can move books, right? It's too much of a hassle, I guess. Apparently, like that's that, that's a real weird that reason. Was a, that was a common like staple of homes and shit. Like I guess. So the yeah. owner would create a collection in the library, and then they would just they would be, just leave that would it? be part. They would of the be sale. like renting houses, I guess. Like you know, to because I don't know what if like they're moving again and then they have to get rid. I don't Is know. Is that like the free HBO of yeah. like the nineteen twenties <laughs> or some shit? That's you know, it probably is. That's probably that's a great way of fucking putting it. That's like, it's like oh, they should have a free library. Like, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's. I learned something today. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing either. <laughs> But um, kind of going back to what you had mentioned at the beginning of the um, podcast about Ryan and I creating businesses, um, and I think we both obviously have had an entrepreneurial heart, um, and yeah. you know, doing it. And now that we're having a kid, I hope that we both keep this because I think it's important for kids to see what other kind of jobs are out there. Because had I maybe f- like, I you know in the midwest it was more about sports it wasn't really creative and I'm, my parents aren't i feel you 100 percent. like my mom's found say. more creativity in her adult life but like when we grew up it was there was never any of this like i would cut up shirts and stuff and my parents would be like oh that's really cool but like i never went to classes i never like really harbored that and like i would love to show our kids like i make ridiculous hats or whatever it evolves to and your your dad has more of like a traditional business so to speak but you can do whatever you want you don't have to make any money at it but like at least you're doing something that's absolutely you know out of the ordinary I don't want my kid to think they have to be a doctor or a lawyer or you know but I think any teacher or anything like that I think it's important for your parents to like you know occupations that they tell you you can be when you're a kid yeah yeah yeah. like I had no idea that I could do this yeah like I didn't even know that was an option on the table like I thought of being a fashion designer and I didn't like high fashion I couldn't draw like mm-hmm. I didn't know sticking something on a hat could equate to like a business you know yeah you, well that's I mean, part of living in the moment without trying to plan your shit way too far right. in advance you and gotta, don't sell yourself short either like yeah. you know like oh all you know, all Van Gogh did was, you know, stick some paint on a piece of yeah. uh, canvas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, there's, there's well, no he also, a good example of somebody who was even famous until they fucking, you know, died. Yeah. So yeah. that's a whole thing too. But I think that with what you're saying, because I can relate so fucking heavily on that with like growing up, being encouraged to do anything with sports, anything that was, you know, that either had something to do, if it was anything church related of course you could do it and mm-hmm. it would be like highly encouraged but it really didn't happen that often until like later there was a period where i did that but then sports anything with sports or like school activities yeah but if like i whenever i wanted a skateboard it was like you know like why do you want to do that oh you want it like they were kind of just like discouraging in a way of like yeah. getting into different yeah. hobbies like they wanted yeah. you to narrow it down and go a certain path but i think that for me 
it was the thing that motivated me to do it more. Right. It's weird how that yeah. works out. And I think that for my kids later when I have them though, like that'll be the right time for like, that's how it kind of works in families like that. Mm-hmm. You see like, you know, as it goes down, it's like, there's gotta be somebody that discovers something. They get into it, they figure it out and then they like pass it on down for a few generations mm. and then they discover something new and then they kind of do that. Not, you know, saying that they can't do whatever they want all the right. time. But but it's still good to show them that you have a passion of your own. Like I think it's important to like your parents are your role models when you grow up and like to see your parents impassioned about something and not just oh I wake up, I go to work, I come home, we cook dinner, we go Absolutely. to bed. Like mm-hmm. yeah. this whole rigor more that we you know get ourselves into and like I think as and like my other thought about this because people have asked me like oh what are you gonna do like with Puff once you have a kid like are you gonna continue to do it and my hope is yes that I continue to do it I think as a female it's so important to have something that's your own like women get so caught up in having a child and being a mom and that's like who they become in their identity and like yes, that's a part of me, but that's not who I am. Like yeah. I, my child is obviously an extension of me and will become my whole world. But, you know, I want to keep a part of me that, you know, I created as, you know, an adult and I don't want to lose it. And maybe it'll evolve into something else, but I don't want to lose that sense because when my kid becomes an adult and moves out or doesn't have any interest in, you know, being at home anymore, like I don't want to look and be like, shit, where'd my life go? Like, now I have nothing. I don't know who I am. Like, yeah, because you, know. you don't want that to happen to you. No. Yeah, so, you know, no. that's exactly what it is. Like, you, that's what we've come to realize. Like, we don't, you know, we love our parents, you know, for yeah. doing what they did and instilling these sort of, you know, these grounding things that who knows what would have happened if, you know, it was the other way around. But that, like, I know that I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to do what I yeah. want to go this way. And, th- like, part of me thought, like, well, you know, to honor them would be to, you know, do what they kind of want. But I think later I always end up talking myself into this. I'm going to honor them by doing something badass one day. (laughs) You know, I'm not there yet. They have no idea. They think it's not going to happen. But one day it is. And I'm going to buy them a house or something. And (laughs) make up for it. Make up for all those years. Be like, ha. But I think that's such an interesting dynamic that parents and kids have. You know, like parents are always like, oh, I want my kid to be really interested in what I was interested in. Or I really want to do my parents proud and do, you know, get them a house, for example, or everything, which is great because you want to share what you're impassioned about to your kids. But like they're their own consciousness. Like they're going to want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And as a parent, as a respect, in my eyes, a responsible adult, you should let them do whatever it is, even if you don't agree with it. Like, I mean, obviously, as long as it's safe and not like doing drugs and like being a drug dealer or something (laughs) like that. But I think that with that though, I think (laughs) that the universe a lot of times for a lot of people kind of put the people to test because I think a lot of people obviously would say, yeah, I want them to try things and then you don't know. We're human beings. Even as parents, I'm sure, yeah. you know, we're, we still suffer from like our own ego trips or yeah. own things of like, well, fuck, I don't want them doing that. I don't want them to be associated with that. Like, you know, it's just like, what? You know, as yeah. a guy, I'm sure you can think like, I don't want like, there's been stories of the guys like, like, I don't want my son doing ballet or whatever, you know, yeah. and it's a big badass. Yeah. But like, you know, that's just, it's just a funny thing how, yeah, they could do whatever they want, but when you're, you don't know until you're in it. You're, you're right. You're, you're absolutely still learning don't. as a parent. Like, you're yeah. learning something yeah. completely new. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so that's, you know, I like you said, I can't, I can't predict the future and I can't make a plan for my life. But and, you're going to give them some you good know, example. But at least I want them to like, oh, my parents do 
you know, different things. And, you know, my aunties and uncles are friends and stuff. Like, it's, I'm so happy we have this network of friends to, like, expose our children to because mm-hmm. I think it's so important to see, you know, that your friends are your family as well. Like, yes. we both come from Hawaii and Ohana is not just your blood family and it's the family that you've you know created through friendship and I want to instill that into our kids as well and I think it's important for you know like obviously it might not happen right away but you know like arts in the park like take our kid there like yeah. I don't know if Eddie and I forget her name they came by for a little yeah. bit last like, time for you know, a second. You know, it's so but, cool. Yeah. Like, they, once they, the baby gets to, to yeah. at a certain age where it's, you know, you can spend more time and stuff to, like, expose a kid to that, I think is so cool and different. And I know it's probably hippie or eclectic and, you know, whatever, but I think it's it's good for kids to see that, yeah. you know, no, different side good. of life. It's not, there's nothing wrong with what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you were saying about your Ohana because I was just getting flashbacks to your wedding, your dad giving that, saying that about that in your speech. So it's obviously been passed down and instilled yeah. in you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's that's a good tradition to keep going. You know, that's something that's worth keeping going because I'm not very traditional by any means, but, you know, that's it. So, well, you know, good. I'm so glad that you're going to be doing that and I'm going to be that guy that's like the, <laughs> the drunkle. Is that what we call it? The, <laughs> the drunkle. Yeah. For, for David the Fifth. You know, so. So what if it's a girl? <laughs> David Fifth is also acceptable for yeah. that. But, you know, we're wrapping up here. And we, you know, thank you for coming on once yeah, again. Thanks for and, having me. It's you know, always a pleasure. Yeah, we've got Desert Hearts. I can't wait for that. I know that uh, we're going to have a good time. And I'm excited to see what you sell. So is yeah. there anything that you would like to plug right now for yourself or before Desert Hearts? Anything um, you want to tell people? Obviously, a like or a follow is always encouraged on Instagram, Puff the Magic Hats. Um, other than that, if you're going to Desert Hearts, I would love to meet you. And I'm sharing a booth with Thriftsy Gypsy, who um, um, thrifts clothes. And so it's kind of a vintage um, shop as well as like making her own designs. And then obviously, I'm um, sharing a booth with Ryan. So you guys can vape and play dress up with us so i love to meet anybody who's come wants to come by other than that after that i mean i'm i'm kind of just taking some custom orders and stuff so of course if anybody's interested i'm always down to collaborate with people and make a hat um but that's about all i want to share so and then after that you know david the fifth and then you start the baby (laughs) line Uh, (laughs) yeah baby puff I know. <laughs> Baby Who Puff? knows? Baby Puff? <laughs> B- B- I mean, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it actually is. Did you know there's a baby cello? Not to get, I don't want to go off too much. A baby cello? There was a baby cello, but then they got sued, so they had to change was it their that? name. But it's for like a, a Coachella for babies with nursery oh, rhymes. That would be really cute. Oh. Yeah, I so. could see myself there. I, I'm going to hope to play there one day. It sounds like a lot of effort for people who would not really appreciate it that much. They had like 7,000 people <laughs> I go wouldn't to this doubt thing. it. Wow. I'm yeah. sure they have a lot. It's so, crazy. Like parents and their babies. Yes. Anyway, so. oh, that's exciting. <laughs> so check I'll out have baby to che- look in that. Check one. out Baby Chella. Yeah, sure. Well, let's <laughs> all go to, to Baby Chella together, dude. Like, we'll seriously get like formula and <laughs> we, get wasted. We start like, a, a renegade stage at Baby Chella. Like, yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh man, you guys could do that. I love this idea. 
All right, Phil, where can they find you? Okay, well, you know what, you guys? I will, of course, be dropping links to everything that we've talked about today into the uh, description of this episode. But, and uh, you know, if you guys wouldn't mind doing me a quick favor, and that's go ahead and mash that subscribe button as hard as you can onto however it is that you're getting your podcast to make sure that you're getting us right to your phone every Thursday. That's right. Not Friday, not Wednesday. That's too early. No, Thursday. And, of course, be sure to follow us on social media. That is at LetAbleedCast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to check on what I've been up to, because I have not been updating it that much, but you can go on Instagram and check out Nobody Cares Phil, and you can flip that around for at Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. Mr. Am I back to you. Uh, my Instagram, Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs. Also, Psychedelic Lions Den. That's psychedelic underscore lions underscore den. Check out the dope-ass art that my friends do, as well as myself. And, uh, you know, we are going to, you're going to be seeing me at Desert Hearts again, too. I don't think I have anything else coming up. So thanks again for tuning in, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, let it bleed.